Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 323. The Art of Charlie Chan Hawk Chai. My name is Martha. And I am Martha. How's it going? It's going alright. Sweet. I feel like we're friends now. Best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how you doing? I'm pretty good. That's good. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. I love uh, love the nice rainy weather, and that's what we've got today. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it nice, but it's rainy. Oh, I like it. Hey. I mean, it's not raining too bad. It's not too bad. It's not too cold. No. No, it's definitely not cold. No. It's, it's, it's warm. No. But yeah, I could do without the rain. No. I don't. I don't have air conditioning in my car, so mm. you know, makes, ah. makes it annoying. Right. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah. Also, just want to get blasted with a face full of liquid. I know you do. That's why I came by. <laughs> and then you were like, but we're going to record a podcast first. I'm like, well, let's slog through it. <laughs> and that's what you're getting, folks. Yeah. A slog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is book. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into it, I guess. It's a book. It is a book that uh, has got a very long title. Yeah. That, that I've already said once. And you might have pronounced wrong. Who knows? Possibly. We don't know. I definitely don't We're know. We're dumb. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's going to be the gist of this episode. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think it might be pronounced the Ert of the, Charlie Chan. That's Hawk what Chai. I was thinking it yeah. was. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. Yeah. The, yeah. Charlie Chan Hawk Chai. Yeah. By Sonny Lou? Did we figure out? Is it Lou? I don't think we figured out conclusively. Mm. Uh, but I think we settled on Sonny Lou. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Which again, when we say it, makes it sound really rednecky. Sonny Lou? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, like some girl that would be in like Daisy Duke shirts. With, sure. Yeah. Oh man, I want to meet Sonny Lou. <laughs> she can draw like that and she wears Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Hook me up, son. Sonny Lou's. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, it, it might not be pronounced that way, but he's, he's from Singapore, is that correct? I guess so. Yeah. At least that's what uh, the contents of this book would lead me to believe. Right. I, yeah. I, I believe that's right. Or, or a Malay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, a couple weeks ago we reviewed the, the Dr. Fate comic. Yes, we did. From, from DC that, uh, Mr. Sonny Lou drew. Paul Levitz wrote it. Paul Levitz wrote it. And, uh. We were, we were both a little disappointed with that. A little bit. Yeah. But definitely not in the art. Yeah, the art's great. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it wasn't so much disappointing as it was just sort of average. It was ho-hum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there was nothing particularly wrong with it. Right. But it was kind of forgettable. Yeah. And, and definitely the thing about it was uh, it is definitely elevated by the art. Yeah. And uh, so when I found out that uh, Sonny Liu had a graphic novel coming out that uh, he did all by himself. Right. I was like, you know what? I like that guy enough. I'll purchase this. Right. And uh, like I think I vaguely kind of knew what it was about. But uh, after reading it, I clearly did not know what it was about. Right. Yeah. What did you think it was about? Uh, well, it, I thought it was about the art of Charlie Shan Hawk Chai. Right. Yeah. Uh, it kind of is. It sort of is. Like, like, 
It is. It, it's 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 kind of a twofold story. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, I thought I was purchasing a fictional biography of a of Singapore's greatest comics artist that does not actually exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what you get is that. Right. But what you also get is a pretty comprehensive uh, history uh, about Singapore. Right. And like all their political struggles. And yes. Uprisings yes. and whatnot. Indeed. Which, okay, I want to start this off by saying I am generally not interested in in entertainment that is based on uh, politics. Like, okay. it has any sort of political... So, not background. a big West Wing fan, are you? Never saw an episode, actually. Neither, yeah. Um, but, yeah, usually that's, that's, like, a pretty huge turnoff for me. Right. Even, even if it's, like, you know, set in my own environment, like American uh, sure. culture... Like, I'm just not interested. But then when you take it to a, a foreign country who I'm, like, even less familiar with the names and situations that they're talking about, like, like I would think that I would have even less interest sure. in that. Right. So, uh, so going into this book, not knowing that it was about politics, it was a good thing for me because I thought it was just about a cartoonist or I probably wouldn't have been very excited to read it. Right. Uh, no, I- it's weird because I do actually love history, but, like, I don't want to ever go out of my way to read history. Right. But, like, w- when it's told to me, I'm fascinated, usually. Okay. Uh, you're just learning about, you know, events that basically shape the world, you know, essentially. Right. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated by, by those stories, which is probably, you know... I mean, on some level, why I love the dollop so much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it can be entertaining. Sure. But, but, like, a lot of those are more, like, history and less about, like, this was primarily revolving around, like, political struggles and and things like that. And, and usually, you know, like, you know, like, even like Game of Thrones, like, anything that's kind of centered around a quest for power. Right. Um, I'm just so, like, I'm like, I don't care who well, wins. And like, also because they have dragons and shit. Dragons and shit is another thing I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Politics and dragons. Those are my two least favorite things to uh, read about. You know, I mean, I think politics is fascinating. Uh, but like I said, you know, I don't necessarily go out of my way to, you know, inform myself of, of politics. I'm just sort of aware of, of Basically, kind of what's in you know happening right, currently, right. but but only like in the vaguest sense, you know. Like like I'm an, I know enough that when I go vote, I'm I'm at least somewhat informed about right. you know and, and have a, an opinion for it. Sure, yeah. but I'm not getting into like you know the minutia, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're we're not we're not real smart guys. We're not. We like to be entertained. And, you know, we, we do say that a lot. And, and there is a lot of evidence that, that backs that up. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, 322 episodes so far. Exactly. And that's just this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm excluding like all the other stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but you know, uh, I would say we're maybe slightly above average in reality. I doubt it. But you know, but, but I think that we also, and probably like a lot of people, you know, we tend to focus our energies more on, you know, uh, 
things that make us giggle. Yeah, right? Than, you know, things yeah. that make us think. Yeah, I would rather watch a cat video than, like, you know, the, the Republican debates. Right. I, I'm, I'm that kind of idiot. No, I'm with you, you know. Like, I haven't watched any of the political debates uh, this season, but, you know, like, every time there's one on, I'll go on Twitter and read what comedians are saying. <laughs> yeah, sure. You right? know? Because yeah. at least they're sort of couching it in a, in a form of entertainment for me. Uh, that's why the Daily Show was so great because oh, it was yeah. actually like news. You know, you could you could digest, but right. you could digest it because it wasn't so like hate filled or boring or right. whatever. Whatever you know. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, so so going into this book, like I, I think I vaguely kind of knew that there was going to be you know that aspect to it, but you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I wasn't fully aware of it. Uh, but yeah, I gotta say, it did not detract from my enjoyment of this book yeah, yeah, at me, all. Me neither. And I would say, in some instances, enhanced. Yeah. What I, what I pulled away from this book. Right. Yeah. It, it surprised me. Yeah. Like like I, I I quite enjoyed this book. Yeah. And I was really surprised. Like once it got heavy into the political realm, um, it was still done. It was done so well. That it never felt like a lesson or like, right. you know, it, it was never hard to read or never boring. No, not even, at all. Even though it, you know, went in depth about. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, and I think part of that is the way that it's presented in basically, like, because again, it, it's telling the history of Singapore, but it's also telling the history of this cartoonist. Right. And at the same time, like on a third level, also sort of mapping out the history of comics in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And every little piece that, you know, you read, every different section, you know, is is done in a style of a comic. Right. You know, to, to tell that particular type of story. Uh, you know, like ranging from, you know, superheroes to like, you know, pogo comic strips. Right. To, to manga. And, and, and EC horror. And, right. And yeah. Dark Knight Returns and yep, yep. The Shadow. And yeah, this, it stylistically it is so diverse and it's all by one fella. Right. And that kind of blows my mind. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's by one fella pretending to be another. Yeah. <laughs> And the cool thing is, yeah, it is about this fictional cartoonist named Charlie Chan, Hak Chai, and he lived through all these struggles. So right. that is your like window into, um, in, into reading about <clears throat> these struggles because it it shows like the different styles of art that he was making during all these different things that were happening in the world, right. all these changes that were happening in his environment, and and the way he responded to them with his art, and <clears throat> and basically. Um, it seems like Sonny Lou was showing um, how all these different art styles that Sonny Lou probably appreciates in comics, oh, yeah. um, how each one would sort of have its have its uh, place in dealing with like like Pogo was very political. Oh yeah, and and you know, but it kind of made fun of things and like lightened things, and then there was you know, you know, other things like The Dark Knight Returns that basically, you know, everything was dark and crazy. Right. And, and, and all these different reactions, um, how how art can be used to, you know, to 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 you know to show your struggle or to figure out, you know, your place in the world. All, all these different things that I'm too dumb to articulate. Sure. Um, but I'm so impressed 
with the way he did, with the way he was, you know, he mastered every single style. Oh yeah. I mean, not, there's not one of them that's like, oh well, you know, he kind of did the pogo thing. It looks like Walt Kelly drew it. Right. But it's all these different characters. But at that the he same made time, up. like it looks like Walt Kelly drew it, but through the body of Sonny Lou. Yeah. Like it still maintains his style. Oh yeah, yeah. That like it's never a total ripoff, right. but you can totally see what he's going for right. and nailing it. I know every single time, like I was like, oh, that looks like the shadow, and then like a couple pages later, they would mention it's the shadow or, right. or Dark Knight or whatever. Like yeah, uh, I, like I, other than Jim Rugg, I don't know of a cartoonist who is that good right. at, and at versatile and versatile. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah at capturing all those different. I mean, I know I know a couple other cartoonists I think are as good as Jim. Rugg, sure, but right, I mean, right. but in in as good at like I don't want to say aping, but like capturing all these different styles so right. well and doing it and seamlessly like pulling it off as his own. I right. mean, that just it blows my mind. I uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think at the very base level, you know, no matter what you would think of this book, you can't deny that it's just impressive. It, you know, it, I honestly, whether you like it or dislike uh, it, you have to acknowledge that the feat that he accomplished in this thing is kind of amazing. I, I've read a lot of comics. Yeah. I think this might be. In the top ten best I've ever read. Really? Yeah. I think this is the best book we've read since Asterius Polyp. Right. That is saying something. Yeah. I mean, I would... Uh, there's, I think, maybe one or two others that I would say are, are up there that we have done. Like, the the, the Now of Brown was, was very, very good. Uh, and and uh, Kirkman and Liefeld's Infinite. Yep. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, I... I think I would definitely place this in my top ten. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of book, I think, that Will Eisner and Scott McCloud are talking about when they say, you can do things with comics that you can't do with any other medium. Absolutely. And that it's like that part of your brain that's completely untapped, that like 80, 90, 95% in our case. Right. But, uh... 99. It's like the comics medium is so under underused as far as the versatile right. like the the potential of it. Yeah. And and this is one of those few books I've read that shows exactly what you can do with comics. Right. Uh and and you know, I bet out there in the world, you know, somebody else has probably done something, you know, as close to this or similar. And people are probably pushing these boundaries all the time. Right. They're just not getting published even or or the acknowledgement or recognized you know, because comics is such just a horrible beast of a <laughs> right? business. I, I even read, like, after after I read this, I was like, now I don't know anything about Singapore's culture and, and political history. Right. So maybe he did make up all this. Sure. And I looked it up and no, you know, he didn't like the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, um, the bus union riots happened and that 16 right. year old boy really did die and, and all these people really did spend time in prison and, you know, Right. You know, the prime minister or whatever. Um, there are extensive notes in the back of this book that you know, detail yeah. a lot of, you know, where he picked up bits of information from and, and you know, what they mean. And it's all real. And, yeah. and, and I looked up, I was like reading about Sonny Liu and he um, apparently had, he had some sort of grant to do this book. Um, okay. And I know he once, I think he was a Zarek grant winner. Maybe that's what it years was. Years ago. 
But whatever it was that I read about, maybe I don't want to say for sure if it was Zarek, I right forget. Here. But they actually um, reneged and pulled the grant when they found out it was so politically sensitive. Oh, wow. Um, because they were like, oh, no, this is a little touchy. Right. Some of the things that he's talking <clears throat> about. And I guess it is. I mean, like, I don't really know that much. The, like, the only thing I really know about Singapore is that's where that dude from Dayton went. And, like, I think he, like... I was he, hoping one of us would bring this up. <laughs> he, oh, what was his name? Michael Phelps? No, that's this no, one. No, right? yeah. Oh, man. This is part of our history. I, I it is. Know. It's sad that we don't remember it, because uh, he's where's, from... Where's Weird Al when you need him? Right. He is from this area. Like, like I think he's from Oakwood. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, like, he, stole a car or something? I don't think it was even that. I think he, like... Spray painted some graffiti or something like that. Okay, and, and was flogged, caned, caned. Yes, 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 in Singapore. In Singapore, that that is, yeah, that is my touchstone of Singapore. Right, that's all I really knew about. And, and that and I know that my dad spent some time in there when he was in the army. Right, but but like otherwise, like I don't know a thing about Singapore. <laughs> right, other than yeah, that's where you know that dude got his ass cracked. It's in that that weird old song where he. He uh, parodies the crash the test dummies. Yep, the mm, song. Yeah, uh, I forget. I forget the guy's name. Yeah, I don't either. It's but. probably best that we don't remember. Yeah, you know. Yeah, who's, yeah in who, general? Right, right. I do know that I had a friend who saw him once at Disney World. Oh, post caning. Post caning. That's where he was uh, working. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> so yeah, I knew I knew nothing about Singapore, and and like I said before, I I really just. Like, you know, I generally hope things turn out well politically all around the world. Sure. But it just, like, it ties my head in knots because everybody has an agenda. Like, you know, whether, oh, yeah. you know, and, like, you can't really believe anybody politically. Exactly. So I just, like, I just stay away from it. Like, I, I vote on the things that, you know, matter to me. Mm-hmm. But I just, I try not to, like, like, I'm not interested in politics at all. Right. And the, the, the fact that he was able to do this book that, you know, like, I learned a little bit. And like I was interested and entertained all at the same time from start to finish. That to me is a testament to how great of a cartoonist and a storyteller and a and a writer he is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, which I had no idea because I, I loved his art when, sure. we, when we read uh Doctor Fate, but obviously I had no idea what kind of writer he was. But right. he I would say he's top notch. I would agree entirely. Uh and yeah, I mean because, you know, we're going to turn around tomorrow and, you know, no longer give a shit about Singapore. But, you know, I mean, for the 300 so pages of this book, you know, I mean, I cared. I gave a damn. You know, like, I wanted to see how, like, all this unfolded, you know, whether I understood it or not. Right. You know, and and uh, it was fascinating to, to learn. And, and I am fascinated by politics and, and history because it is so fucked up. And because of people's agendas, and, and you know that they're they're never, you know, face front with you. Right. And, There's always a hidden motive. Exactly. And, and even like in this book, where we learn the the uh, the origins of like uh, Singapore's prime minister, who I think he was in charge for like 30, 40 years, something like that, and, and like his, you know, not opponents, but like you know, they they started out together. Mm-hmm. You know, and then this guy got arrested for for no reason. The communist ties, supposedly. The communist ties, and then he was banned from from living in Singapore, and, and basically died. You know, like a fruit seller. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Uh, but you know, they they start out and they have 
you know, these common goals and, you know, ideals and morals and, and, you know, you, you believe in, you know, what they're, you're trying to accomplish, but then along the way, you know, things start getting corrupted and you just see that form. And to oh, me, yeah. that always fascinates me. Right. You know, like how that can happen and, and how basically it just fucks the world when it does. Right. Uh, you know, even though, you know, by the end of, you know, like, like towards modern era, you know, Singapore, they're, they're a rich, prosperous country, but you see, you know, like all the horrible steps that it took to get there. Oh, right. And, and what they do to make, maintain, you know. It, it's even, even like, you know, one of the earliest, uh, political elements in this book is there's this bus riot in, you know, in the 50s. I mean, the actual buses aren't riding, but right, yeah. um, it's, that would be great, right? <laughs> Jeff Darrow draws it. Um, no, it's like uh, the, there's a union for uh, like you know more fair wages for you know, bus drivers or whatever, and um, so they had a protest and blah blah blah. But even that, you know, where where this there's this kid that ends up dying. Um, he gets shot, and he's like a 16 year old kid, and the protesters like lift him up and and like carry him around and like basically or showed him off like look what you've done right and and there is still like no one really knows for sure um did he you know was he killed instantly by the bullet um did they actually like the protesters like you know prevent him from getting help yeah did they like you know drag him around until he actually died up there where he could have been saved right and and at that point you know did they even care one way or the other who knows like because it's all about that's the thing about politics it's all about getting your agenda right yeah no matter what the cost even if it you know even if it if there's like a large step that you have to take that's totally against what you're trying to do right um as long as it gets you to the to the end end result right yeah and that's the kind of thing that just disinterest me in politics it just makes me want to distance myself from it it's like i get that it, yeah. it just seems so dirty no matter where you're coming from right um and, and i mean it's not i'm not interested in it is like well yeah yeah uh, this is a thing that i want to do like i have no desire sean born for mayor right. although i have once in a while entertained the idea but yeah. mostly just because i'm delusional at times uh i would vote for you yeah thank you it could be worse yeah sure <laughs> probably not yeah, <laughs> but that uh, could even be your slogan. It couldn't be worse. <laughs> but you know, I think just as as a human being, I'm fascinated by it uh, because, you know, I mean, right now in America, where we're in the midst of our oh election gosh. cycle, right, and and we are watching an absolute fascist, yeah, like gain power and, and strength, right, and it's like, you know. The old saying, you know, those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it, you know, and it's like, there's a whole lot of people out there who, who didn't learn no history. Right, yeah. And now we're we're all doomed. Oh, it's Because scary. they're repeating it, yeah. And, you know, and that's the kind of thing I'll, I'll vote against, but I'm just not interested right. in, in it at all. I don't want yeah, like, to, watching like, the news just depresses me when it's political season. Right. And, yeah, it's not like it's... Like we have much better choices than than any of that, you know. Like like everyone has something horribly wrong with them. I don't think you make it too far in politics unless you are, you know, somehow. Oh yeah. You know, fucked up or willing to do terrible things. Sure. Or, 
And I think that's that's kind of a factor. I think in general, just in in being successful, like like uh, I remember listening to a podcast, you know, talking about like just a huge celebrity, and they were talking about meeting this guy and how it was basically like being in the room with a sociopath, right? Because it was like you know. Like, he was just cold and distant and just a real asshole. But then the moment he had to be on, like, he turned it on, and there's, like, the charming guy with the bright smile and, you know, the right. warm handshake. And it's just, like, you know, maybe to to have a position of power or to, to be successful in whatever your chosen field is, you have to be a monster. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure it helps, but I don't think, I don't think it's a necessity. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are examples of that not happening. But I've heard George Clooney's nice. Sure, I've yeah. heard the same too. But, you know, but, but you know, I'm sure. And, and that's the thing is, you know, when you watch like a DVD extras and they're like talking about some actor they work with or some director that they're like, no, 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 he's really nice. Like, no, no, like seriously, I really mean it. Like, it's fun to work with. Right. It's because they're so used to saying that anyway about people that are so terrible to be around. Exactly. They're like, they're like right. but but I swear this time I'm actually telling the truth. <laughs> and I know I say this all the time, but unbelievably, this is true. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what our point was. Um, how dumb we are. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I'm I'm generally not interested. Like, I would not have not been interested in trying this book if it hadn't been through the vehicle of a, a fictional right. cartoonist, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And, and I love, I love that. Like, that's so smart. Oh yeah. Because then he, you know, as a cartoonist, can do all these um, different styles and things that you know this fictional cartoonist would have done in those situations. And right. Like, but he's looking at it back with you know with hindsight and seeing you know what works in those years. And oh, that's right. it's just brilliant. And I think, uh, and there's you know still yet another level to this book is like you know. Uh, while we're also learning about Singapore, we're learning about, you know, Charlie and, and his mm-hmm. life. Right. And, and, you know, at the same time, we're, like, reading it. And I'll tell you one thing for sure. Like, by the end of the book, like, I was actually a little sad that Charlie Chan Hawkeye is not a real person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, like, uh, like, just disappointed, like, that he doesn't actually exist and, like, this great body of work is just... Only within these pages and right. by the imagination of some other oh, guy. Oh, my God. Which, I, I mean, for one thing, I guess, you know, good for that. Yeah. But also, no uh, Charlie. <laughs> I, I know. I really wanted to look up uh, Mosquito Press's Roach Man right? and, and buy every issue. I know, right? Because that book was amazing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cross between Spider-Man and The Shadow, but supposedly predates Spider-Man because... There's a point in the book where like, hey, have you seen the Spider-Man book where he gets bit by a radioactive spider? It's a rip-off of Roach Man. Yep. And you're like, <laughs> for a second there, like, this is the kind of Charlie Kaufman-esque thing that I love where you're like, wait a minute, is this a rip-off of <laughs> You know, like, did this come before Spider-Man? Right. Like, again, I don't know what's real anymore. I mean, that kind of stuff is, again, just a testament to how good Sonny Liu is. Oh, yeah. That he's able to invoke that reaction from us. Right. Fully knowing... That everything in here is just made up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah, yeah, we do. I, I did want to read more about Roachman. Yeah. And, and uh, I wanted to read more comics about even the uh, the the giant Chinese-speaking robot. Oh, yeah. That was cool, too. <laughs> I know. I even started to look up, like, there's an artist that he cites as, you know, 
the the artist that Charlie Chan is most inspired by right. from his youth. It's Tezuka, I think. I think so. The guy who created it, Astro Boy. Oh, is that who it is? I okay. So. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was just curious who that was. Right. I'm not familiar with his. I mean, I've seen Astro Boy, but I've mostly seen the like Ken DC uh, now comics version. Right. So. <clears throat> yeah. It was great. It was such a great book. So good. I even like, I even went, I was like, okay, we should definitely at least have a copy of this on the shelf at Mavericks to rot away and, you know, something I can glimpse at and and point people to and they'll never buy it. Sure. And Diamond is completely sold out of it, unfortunately. So hopefully there's another printing because this is only less than a year old, I think. Less than a month old. Is it really? Okay. I literally got this three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Diamond's already out of it. All right, well, I mean, I guess that's a good sign. Yeah, it's doing well. Yeah. Uh, Better they ordered 12 copies. It's also possible. Uh, but but it is from a, a big boy uh, book company. You, so. might, you might see it in actual stores. Right. Not just the, you know, shady comic book shops across America. Exactly. Uh, it's from Pantheon. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I wound up ordering this on, on Amazon. Uh, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you got it with your comics nope. order. Uh, I mean, I think it's probably because I was not aware of this book when I placed my order for the month that this came out uh, until after the fact, and, and then when I saw it was on Amazon, I was like, I'll just pre-order it there. I remember seeing this in previews, and I almost ordered a copy for the store, and it was one of those things where I was like, well, I don't, I don't know, and like I'll probably end up buying it because right. no one else is like if it doesn't have Deadpool on it, you know, it's not going to sell at our store. And, right. and so I didn't, I didn't order a copy, and I'm like, now I'm kicking myself for not at least trying it and help support it, you know. Right. But but there's yeah. so many things like we get a book at least once a week that I order that I'm like, you know, somebody will try this. It's right. it's a little outside of the box, and they never do. Like right. they, they just sit there at our on our shelves. And, and, you know, and I'll be, you know, honest about this myself is, you know, I see some of those books, you know, on the Maverick shelf that I actually am like, oh, well, that could be interesting. But, you know, I don't have the spare 25 bucks to right. spend on this book that I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes, like, I mean, you know, I got a pretty decent discount through Amazon with this. So, you know, I was like, hey, yeah, I'll do it. And again, I, I loved this art and Dr. Fate and, and even from, uh, my fifth and Frankie. My fifth and Frankie. So I was like, you know, I'll take the chance, you know, there. But, you know, some other stuff like that you guys would get, you know, I was like, eh, maybe. Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, it is a gamble. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing is like, I think that's one of the things that's wrong with the comic market is, you know, your average fan would be like, well, I don't want to spend $20 on this book that it might be good. Right. When I could buy four Batman books that I know sometimes have maybe been good once, maybe. Yeah. Not not in the last couple of years, but no, yeah. I haven't enjoyed one in a while. But you know, it's bound to come back around. Sure. Well, there's back issues. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could buy twenty dollar books. Right. The, the cost yeah. of, of this book. Yeah. No, I'm. I mean, I'm not judging. Like I do the same thing. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'll. I like my my interests do lie a little bit more with independent comics. Sure. So I'll, I I do buy a lot of those, but. You know, it's hard for me to order every twenty or thirty dollar book that I see in previews. That interests you, because yeah, because you're the only one. That's and all, interesting. and like, I usually Google image the artist's name and see if there's any examples because you know in previews you just get the cover, right? And you know sometimes, sometimes it's not, even, not right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's hard as a 
as a consumer to uh, make those choices, but we're here to tell you this one is worth it. Definitely. If you have the slightest bit of interest in any kind of world history, and you obviously have an interest in comics, you know, I, I think this is definitely well worth the time and the money and the effort to, to get it and to read it. Uh, yeah. Uh, is a goddamn genius. Right? Yeah, I, I, like I'm, it's not hyperbole. It's this, if I had to make a list here of the top ten best comics I've ever read. Right. This would, without a doubt, be on that list. I, I definitely, I think I would put it on mine as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and you know, I mean, uh, you know, of the two of us, I, I'm more the, the superhero guy. But, you know, uh, I've always, you know, wanted to branch out whenever I can. And, and you know, and, and taking the risk on this book, I think, was definitely well worth yeah. the, the money. Good on you. Thank you. Uh, you know, because it's not all, you know, capes and, and tights. You know? Right. Sometimes you just want to read a good story. Yeah. And that's what this is. And it's so much more than that, too. It's it's a piece of artwork, too. Oh, absolutely. But it's not, like, up its own ass. Never. Which is, like, the best part. Is, is like, it's so rare that you see something that's genuinely like, like artistic and poetic and like nice and like thoughtful, but it's not up its own ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's uh, great. Cause yeah, cause, cause even Sonny Lou as a character, like, is in the book as well. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it's funny. It, it's definitely funny. Uh, you know, Charlie himself, you know, shows up, you know, throughout, you know, to, to talk to the reader or whatever. And, and he is also. Uh, just an adorable old man yeah. as a character. I, I love him, and and uh, you know, and you do feel bad for him, you know, uh, as you learn his history as well, because he's he's it, never made it. He's really. never made it. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's kind of one of the big things that hit me the hardest is you know because I'm I'm frequently struggling with with you know my own you know ideals of of success and failure and right. always usually falling onto the failure sa- side. And, you know, it's inspirational to see this fictional character, <laughs> right? You know, continue on, you know, through all his yeah. hardships. Oh, I love to that. do what he loves to do. Like, I don't want to spoil this <clears throat> part, sort of, but there's a part towards towards the end. It's not the very end, but where there's there's kind of like a second chance, like a back in time thing, right? And you know, and some some you know, there's a character that maybe goes a different route. Right, but Sonny Lou or uh, Charlie Chan is still like, well, I've seen that I'm never going to be successful as a comics artist, but it's kind of what I want to do anyway. Yeah, so I'm just going to draw these comics. It, it's heartbreaking and inspirational. All it the is same time, like yeah. it seriously. I when I finished this comic, actually every time that I finished a chunk of it because I had to read it in chunks. Sure. Um, pretty much every time I I put it down, I was like, I need to be drawn more often. Yeah, like, I need to be doing this more often. This is what. I love to do. Right. And I'm not, like, I'm watching, you know, too many episodes of Bob's Burgers and Daredevil on Netflix. <laughs> you know? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. Oh, those are great. Great shows. But, uh, you know, as, as, as Charlie shows us uh, towards the end of the book, you, you can do both. Yeah. You can watch Daredevil and, and draw a comic. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is... You know, it hit me hard a couple of times there, you know. And not that I, I necessarily want to, you know make comics but you know like i want to do something you know artistic yeah you know produce art somehow uh but of course then again you know after reading something like this knowing that it will never be on the level of a sunny lou you know you don't know pretty sure 
pretty sure. <laughs> you and I <laughs> do not have a Charlie Chan Hawk Chai in our right. selves. Yeah. Maybe in 10, 20 years. Maybe. I mean, he, the sad thing is he's like 10 years younger than us. I know, right? No, no, actually, I think he's only a few years younger than me. Yeah, still. No, actually, I think he's a few years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember how old he is. Make up your goddamn I, I know I looked it up, and either way, I was impressed. Oh, if he if he's yeah. ten or eighty, I'm still impressed. <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, yeah, cannot recommend this book enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best book I've read in years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't let the uh, three hundred pages, you know, you yeah. put you off because it's definitely worth it. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, there's a lot of. There's sections that have a lot of text, but it's like, right. the way it's done, you know, it's not all, it's not, you know, I mean, it's consistent, but the style is inconsistent because right. it, the style changes all the time. So right. there are a few chunks that are very text heavy, but yeah. it's not, it's not, it, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bog you down and it still flows. And, and there's also a lot of pages where it's just, uh, here's samples of Charlie's art. His sketchbook pages. Sketchbook pages are amazing. Posters that he made. Oh my god. Yeah. The way he like weathers some of the pages to make them look old. Right. Some of, some of them look like panels that are taped to the page you're reading. And yeah. It's just incredible. Yep. Man. Like, yeah. Uh, fucking sunny later. Right? And goddamn Charlie Chan Chahak Chai for not really being <sighs> a person. Maybe in another reality. Yeah. Maybe in Earth Prime. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Sonny Lou is Charlie Chan Hawk Chai on Earth Prime. Oh, wow. And we're on Earth Prime. Are we really? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. yeah. That's Earth Prime is our Earth. I thought we were Earth 313 or something. No. Nope. Or what is that? I think you're thinking of Marvel. Okay. Uh, when we're talking Prime, we're talking DC. Okay. Yeah. What was the number for Marvels? It was some weird... Uh, 616. 616. Yeah. Okay. At least for their, their normal universe. Yeah. yeah. Is that like... Where did they get the number? Is that like an area code for uh, more made it up. Oh, okay. And and I think it was supposed to be a one off and then people just clung the fuck onto it. Huh. Because comic book fans desperately need to have everything matter. Right. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say it. Superhero fans. Was that from uh like one of his Superman books or something? It was uh it was uh, Captain Britain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Well yeah, very good. Thank you for picking this book. Thank you for reading it. Oh, man. Thank Sonny Lou for making it. I will. Excuse me. If I ever have the pleasure to meet the man, I will thank him. Absolutely. I will definitely want to have this uh, signed by the man if I yeah. ever met him. Yeah. All right. Would you like to take a break? I need to. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. Because you can't. You won't. And you don't stop. Because you can't. You won't. And you don't stop. Oh, and you can't. You won't. And you don't stop.
each other out a lot yeah, we did yeah during the break we decided to talk about how uh, the store i work at can't sell a single copy of of anything independent right i mean it's a rarity yeah like we were t- like specifically we we're talking about um the new dan close book patience i think it's called yeah um i ordered one copy right um knowing that i work there and i love him sure uh, another guy that works there loves him right. and you know a couple people shop there talk about him yeah and, uh, I love them. And it's still sitting there. Yeah. Like the one copy we ordered two weeks ago of his brand new book. It's been years since he's done anything. Yep. Uh, st- it's just sitting there. I I would like to purchase it. I just haven't had the 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 means or the chance yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could afford to purchase it, but I've got a big stack of books to read right. already. But it's just one of those things where it just surprised me that there's not like, you know, one of our I mean, we've got about 300 regular customers that come in every week for right. new comics, and and not one of the 300 pick, even picked it up. Like, I never even saw anybody pick it up, right. other than me and you. Like, we were looking at it together there, but, um, yeah, nobody nobody looks at it. Yeah. And that's just one of many, many books. Like, like that's why I was talking about why I didn't order a copy of um, Charlie Chan, yeah. because I was like, it'll just, it'll just be one of those books that... Right. It's just sitting there, and maybe I'll buy it years later, or maybe eventually it'll be in the half price section. And right, you know, there's also sort of the the you know the thing where like I don't know about this book or not, but you know sometimes like a book like this will come shrink wrapped. Yeah, and it's like you can't open it to look through it or anything like that. You right, know, which kind of puts me off on on wanting to you know take a chance. You know, right, like if I can't even flip through the thing. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know if that's the case with something like this, but, you know, you know, some books are like that. Right. Yeah. Like, like the Wonder Woman hardcover I saw on your shelf today. Yeah. It was shrink-wrapped. Was it? Like, I can't flip through that. I don't know if I want to buy it or not. <laughs> Which one was it? Was it the one that came with the DVD? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, DC just released some uh, books that... We didn't sell... I didn't sell a single copy of any of those. Right. Which surprised me. It's probably because they're all books that people already own. Well, I mean, they're 
popular books though. Like we sell Batman Year One. It's a it's a perennial. Like sure. we we sell them all the time. But um, and you know some of the other ones are popular like uh, JLA Earth Two and what whatever. But um, yeah, I haven't sold a single copy of those new trades that come with the DVD counterpart. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. But no, yeah, like we were talking also a little bit about The Walking Dead, and you said that's your your biggest selling independent book, right? Which is barely an independent book. Yeah. Know? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Image is like the number three publisher, you know, in the world. That's awesome. And and you know, The Walking Dead is a comic that has a television program that millions of people watch every week, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah, not kind of a no-brainer yeah it's not really small press right yeah. you know, it's not like yeah and they do they do some amazing books like probably, oh sure i think they probably have the best like you know um lineup of any publisher that i can think of as far I, as just diversity and quality yeah i mean i'm i buy more image books nowadays than i, I buy any other publisher right know, just because you know it's not all of just one thing. Like, there's a wide variety of stuff that I want to read. And sure, yeah. A lot of the creators that like I, I love and follow are putting out books through them. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'll still order those books every once in a while, and I, and I do kick myself for not ordering a Charlie Chan for the store. Right. But, but you know, I ordered. I'm sure I ordered like ten other books that month that. Are you riding there right now? Sure. And then I'll, I'll end up buying at least five or six of them, you know, to put on my shelf and to eventually pick for the show. Sure. So we can have the same, uh, <laughs> depressing complaint later. <laughs> like, this was another book that lived for two years and I bought it. I uh, know. I, I definitely have a future pick that, uh, I'm pretty sure no comic stores around here bought. So, no. you know. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we'll, you know, figure that out when that happens <laughs> too. Yeah. I haven't even announced the Veggie Dog Saturn graphic novel yet. I can't believe it. I can't believe you're picking it. Yeah, That's awesome. No, picking iron and ink. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Want to continue on this bummer track? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Batman v Superman came out this past <laughs> week. Which I have not seen yet, even though we were both making fun of it at the opening of the show. Yes, we were. Uh, I have also not seen it. I will not see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, someone, I, I, I posted kind of a snarky thing today about it on my blog when, when I posted today's, uh, drawing and, uh, somebody responded to it so that I didn't get to have an opinion on it because I haven't seen it. You know, it's like, no, I'm allowed to have an opinion on it because I saw the first one and I didn't like it. Right. I've, I've learned all I need to learn. Yes. Yeah. The fool me once thing. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if I watch Lethal Weapon and hate it, why on earth would I ever want to watch Lethal Weapon uh, 2? 2 was better. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. No, well, not, yeah. not that I hate Lethal Weapon, no, but no. Lethal Weapon 2. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's Good a film. Yeah. clear example of, of just what I'm trying to make. Right. You know, if I hate the first one, why would I ever want to see the second one if I know it's the same Director, writer, producer, actors. Characters. Yeah. Why? Or some of the characters. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah, it looks it looks intensely boring. I've heard that. Uh, it also looks intensely humorless. Yeah. And dour. And yeah. dark. And yeah, when I say boring, like, I'm sure there's fights and explosions right, and, yeah. you know, turmoil. 
But to me, it's boring when there's no, like, soul or heart to it. Exactly. And it looks and, really boring. And that is a thing I've also heard, because it's also two and a half hours long. That's a long time. And, and it's all just full of mopey superheroes that murder each other. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, maybe when I was 14, maybe. That is the exact point that I made in my blog post. Yeah. Is that, like, the producers at Warner Brothers, whoever, have handed, you know, their most iconic characters to a couple of dudes who are basically, like, petulant 14-year-olds who hate to admit that they read comics. So they're right. trying to make them cool and badass. Right. You know, by having Superman murder everyone. Or just not give a shit I, when people around him are murdered. I, well, you know what's funny, though? Um, my friend Derek recently bought one of those DC um, Chronicles, like, Superman trade paperbacks where they reprint, like, the Golden Age stuff, like, the 30s oh, stuff. okay. Yeah, yeah. And he said it's, like, it's pretty intense. He says Superman's kind of a goon, like a thug. Oh, yeah. Because, like, there was one specific uh, story where he, like, he, like, he was, like, basically like fuck the police they don't know what they're doing right. and he like burst through these walls and like just manhandled these people and like yeah, uh, yeah. And just all these you know and i don't mean like the wall of like a gangster hideout i mean it was like a radio station right, or something yeah, yeah. you know and he just like punched some guy and like you know he's he's just jumping around because he, he can't fly yet and, right, uh, right. and he said he said he's like these are so good and weird right he said superman's like more so much more interesting when he's like kind of lost it he said in, like, some issues, you know, he's like, no, you must trust the police. They said this. Right. And then, like, the very next issue, he's like, the police don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to take this in my own hands. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. Right. But you just, uh, also have to realize that, you know, he was a brand new character at that time. Yeah. And, you know, Siegel and Schuster didn't exactly have a fully formed plan going into it. <laughs> right. They didn't foresee this movie coming out. Exactly, yeah. And also, you know, it, like they also invented the superhero. Yeah. So, you know, there, there wasn't a rule book, you know, set in place, and, and Superman wasn't a, a fully cemented character. Because if you go back and read, like, old Golden Age Batmans, he carried a gun and killed people. Oh, yeah. Willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the characters grew into different, things right. and, and became cemented with that you know superman is the beacon of hope and you know stands for true justice america way batman does not kill does not use a gun right you know and, and like you know i'm actually kind of glad they both became those things and i'm not interested in this film where they are dark and weird right but for some reason whenever you see like really really early versions of them being dark and weird it kind of like excites me and titillates me a little bit it I think it's more okay because there's a naivety to it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. You know, because... Like, it's still kind of... And it's still, like, kind of cartoony and... Exactly. ...kiddish, but it's, like, weird and... Right, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, you know, Superman's not, you know, snapping anyone's neck. No, books, no. You right. know? <laughs> I don't believe so. Right, yeah. But, yeah, it's just the fact that, I mean, they were inventing comics as we know them. Right. As it was happening. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So... Yeah, we can forgive that kind of thing there, and, and yeah, there's a a weird charm to that kind of thing yeah. back then. Yeah, exactly. But 75 years on, and you have a douche bro like Zack Snyder, who clearly hates everything about the world, making <laughs> just the most grim, 
bitter, cynical Superman movie possible right. that will soon have an R-rated version available on home video. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. There will be an R-rated Superman movie. Wow. Can you see his dick? I hope so. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Right. And at least I hope that the whole Batman v Superman thing just devolves into a fuck sesh. <laughs> All right. You know? Because, you know, when are you at your most passionate? When you're fighting and when you're fucking. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I've never fought, but I would imagine you're right. <laughs> Isn't there another Superman porn comic right now? There's one Neil Adams is doing The Coming of Superman. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm two issues in, he's yet to ejaculate, and right. I'm really disappointed with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That just, uh, Maybe it's off panel. It's a case of big blue balls. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no yeah i i feel like i'm well enough informed uh to to make an opinion about batman sure, v Superman. Right? yeah I, I have sat through some terrible batman movies and <laughs> some terrible superman movies right and most of those were done by the current people in charge of them i'm good and then i've had our friend uh, joe g describe to me details of the movie i trust him I've had some people describe to me details of the movie enthusiastically sure. in order to win me over, and the precise details that they're telling me are the things that make me not want to see that movie. Right? Yeah. They're like, no, 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 but this happens, and this happens. I'm like, oh, okay, then I definitely don't want to see it. They're like, right. they're like no, but, but like, oh, it's so badass and awesome. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'd love to see, like, just a, a really good, like, um, gothy detective movie starring Batman. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like, like a Sherlock movie, like the yeah. Brit- British Sherlock movie, except for maybe a little, you know, some, some cool dark imagery, but not like. Sure. And some weirdness. Some weirdness, sure. Yeah. yeah like a clay face showing up I mean, or something like that. It doesn't even have to happen. Right. But, you know, that's fine if right. they want to go that route. But, yeah, not like the dripping dark file right. that is. <clears throat> Where Batman blatantly murders people in that movie. Right. It's not Batman. Right. Like, even in The Dark Knight Returns, he doesn't murder anyone. No. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, also, Batman Dark Knight Returns is just the 60s Adam West version of Batman 20 years later. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I... Yeah, when I was, like, 12 or 14 or whatever, you know, yeah, like, I wanted Batman to just be brutal and dark and bloody and whatever, you know. She wanted everything to be that way. Right, yeah, because you're dumb. Yeah. Because you're 14. You're angry and you're angsty and... Exactly. And and there is that sort of, you know, like, ugh, like, everybody makes fun of comics, but if comics were all fucked up, then maybe people would respect them. Right, yeah. Which is a dumb... Then there's no way they could make fun of it. Exactly, right. Like, like it's a, it's a dumb way of thought, but it's also a 14-year-old's way of thinking. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> yeah. It just look, it just, yeah, it just looks soulless. Yep. Like, like that's the main thing. And, and, and you know, I'm sure people will also say, oh, it's, you guys are just Marvel fans and you just want them to be like the Marvel movies. Like, no, I mean, I like both. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, the Marvel movies have been really good. Yeah. Um, but they're fun. Like, they are fun. And they also 
capture the fundamental spirit of those characters. Right, yeah. Unlike, unlike right. Man of Steel, which fundamentally gets it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Superman in these two movies is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, like even the Batman, I can say, okay, well, they just exaggerated it to a terrible degree, but it's Batman, it's I guess. based on right, Batman, yeah. right. But the Superman... It's just wrong. yeah, it's not yeah, it's not Superman. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll skip it. Uh, well, I my girlfriend wants to see it, so there's a good chance that I'll end up seeing it. Eh, just you give her seven fifty, send <laughs> right. her on her way. Say go see a matinee, baby. I'll go sneak into uh, and don't take your daughter because she might be horrified. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because apparently that is what's happening. Kids are getting like Scared. traumatized by yeah. Superman. Traumatized by Superman. Who would have thought? That's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's not to say I don't like dark things either. Yeah, sure we do. Sure. Yeah. We're, we're, we're depressed people sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got issues. That's right, goth girls. Yeah. We get you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies. I'm single. But but leave Superman out of it. Exactly. <laughs> and even even Superman likes goth girls. Yeah. There's uh, that that issue of uh, All Star Superman where he saves a, a gothy girl from committing suicide. Oh yeah, yeah. See, he cares. Yep, he he's does. a good guy. He is a good guy. Sometimes Except when he's when he's not in the films. When, when he's not in a Zack Snyder movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Other than uh, the Watchmen, I. I I don't think I like any Zack Snyder movies that I've ever seen. Dawn of the Dead remake? Oh, was that him? That was him. Yeah, it was alright. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. But the reason I enjoy the hell out of that movie is because James Gunn wrote the script. Alright. And and the power is all in in the script of that movie. I can't remember it very well because I saw it in the theater and I haven't seen it since. But I I remember enjoying it. But it wasn't something I've revisited. I, I enjoy the crap out of that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and to date, the only movie of his that I enjoyed. Uh, of Zack Snyder's, yes. Okay. I, yeah, I thought The Watchmen was good. but I thought it was boring and mm-hmm. uh, too faithful to the comic, but also getting it wrong at the same time. Okay. And yeah. also way too long. And it's, also it's pretty long. Yeah. have harshed on Alan Moore over the last ten years or so, so... No longer feel the love for right. the Alan Moore that I used to have. I I really like that one. Like that's something I could watch again. Yeah. But uh, but three hundred was just yeah. for a movie that's full of action. It's so boring. Right. Yeah, I didn't care for three hundred. And, and like I'll say this: his movies are pretty. Mm-hmm. He knows how to how to prettify a movie. But uh, you know, even in Man of Steel, I will admit that there are elements of it that I really liked. Mm. But you know. See, I didn't care for that at all. Like, not I can't remember any part of it that I enjoyed. I welled up with tears every time Kevin Costner came on screen. I thought he... Because he's dreamy? Because he is dreamy. <laughs> You're like, why won't he answer my letters? I know. I've been writing ever since Dances with the Wolves. Right? Yeah. Just nothing. I've, I've supported him through, through his rough times. Even, Mr. Brooks. Even Waterworld. Waterworld. I actually legitimately like Waterworld. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not great. I've never seen it. It's not as terrible as everyone made it out to me. Uh, 
But yeah, like like I, I thought his his performance as Pa Kent was very good. Uh, up until the point where he told Clark that he should just let people die. <laughs> right. So he's the one that started all this. Oh yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Hmm. Did you see Sucker Punch? I did. What'd you think of that? Uh, incredibly boring. Yeah. Horribly misogynist. And just awful all around. I haven't see. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, it's all. It's it's a lot like watching a fourteen-year-old boy play a video game. <laughs> okay. That does not sound great. No. And then suddenly John Hamm shows up. Really? <laughs> I like him. He's good. Is he funny? No. Oh, okay. Well, I like the funny John Hamm. He, I think, literally has maybe two lines in the entire movie. Hmm. Uh, and and uh, you know, maybe five minutes worth of screen time. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this was... Slightly post Mad Men, but uh, not enough that everybody's like, "Oh my God, John Hamm!" Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like Mad Men had started. You mean? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, and Oscar Isaac is in that movie too. Wow, I like him. He's, I, he's I do as well. He's, he's pretty good in that movie for what it is. Right. Yeah. The guy that plays Stick in Daredevil is also uh, in that oh, movie. He's great. He's great in Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of the same character in that movie too. Yeah. I yeah, I really liked that episode uh in Daredevil when Stick showed up. That was yeah. that was one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, not not a Snack Snyder fan. And I, I feel like I've I've given him enough chances. Right. Yeah, two or three is, is enough really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen every one of his movies except for this one. Oh, and I did not see The Legends of Gahul. What's what's that? <laughs> he he directed an animated movie about owls. Really? Like like fighting owls called like, The Legends of Gahul. Was that his first movie? No. Uh, this was, I believe, after 300. Really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Before Sucker Punch, maybe? Maybe even after Watchmen. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I never heard of that one. <laughs> well. I think um, it was called Guardians, The Legends of Gahul. Uh, I like owls. Yeah? They're cool. <laughs> huh. I'm sure they all murder people. All right. Yeah. For kids. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, if I end up seeing it, I'll I'll tell you what I think. But I would definitely love to know what you think of yeah. it. But yeah, I'm not seeing it. Not ever. Because you don't have to see things if you don't want to. Right, I know, I know. That's something, too, at my work. We're like, I'll be talking to someone, and he's like, he's like, yeah, it doesn't look good, but I mean, I'll go see it anyway. And I'm like, no, you don't have to if you yeah. don't. If you don't, I mean, like, this is why they make these movies because, like, Cause well, you go see it. Yeah, it did well. Yep. And then, and another guy came in, a uh, different guy came in yesterday, New Comic Book Day, and he had a Superman shirt on. I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, so what do you think? Because he's a super DC fan. He buys like. 20 different DC books. He's like a high school kid. He's right. a really nice guy. And I was like, what do you think? He's like, man, it just, it wasn't good. It just, it just was not good, man. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I might just wait till it's on DVD. He's like, oh no, you should see it. But, and I was like, what? Why? You know? Yeah. Like, it's like, because we all read, you know, it's like, okay, if, if, you know, 20 different ice cream flavors came out 
that are supposed to taste like all these different superheroes. Right. Do we have to buy those and eat those too? No, like, yeah. Like, I like the comics. Exactly. It doesn't mean I want the toothpaste in the movies, you know? Right. You know, I would, I honestly would rather read a, you know, like a mediocre comic. Like, like, like not mediocre, like subpar, but like, oh, that was entertaining. Sure. I'd rather, I would honestly rather read like an, an entertaining but not great Flash comic than watch the Flash show or, Right. You know, the same with Batman. Although the Flash show is actually good. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But it's like, I, you know, and, and I'm sure I would. But I enjoy, get what you mean. I yeah. would enjoy those things. Right. But I, I enjoy comics right. more. Right. You know, like, I, like, part of the thing I love about comics is that they are comics. Right. Not that they are comic book characters. Exactly. You it's know. the art form. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's, it's the thing that brings us the art of Charlie Chan Hawk Trash. Yes. Like, yeah. I would not like that movie nearly as much. No? Like, how would they do that as a movie? They would, they would either, A, do it completely differently, and it, you know, may be cool, but. Like, in order to do it as a movie, they would have to do it as sort of the history of Singapore told via the history of Singapore film. Alright. Which could be cool. Which could be cool. But it won't be this story. But if they tried to do this, like exactly, there would be so many of those things I hate in movies where they're like, "Oh, let's simulate a comic book page." Yeah. I fucking hate that so much, yeah. so much. <laughs> oh man, I hate that in a superhero movie where there's like panel uh, borders, panel borders, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, or it drives me balloons. crazy. It drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, yeah. no, it's not why no, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and I get what you're saying, you know, because yeah, I would, I, I like the comics, and like I had this argument once, like 15 years ago, 17 years ago, like when I first started getting online, you know, and then I found the the DC Comics message boards, and like I, I hung out there, and, and I had good times on there too. But you know, like almost every other post on that on that thing was, you know, like oh, you know, they should totally adapt, you know, this storyline into a movie. And I'd be like, well, why? You know, right. yeah. just, just read the comic. For sure. Yeah. You know? like people talking about, like, the X-Men. It's like, oh, they should totally adapt the Dark Phoenix saga, like, you know, word for word. Just, no, Dark they shouldn't. Because, yeah. A, it won't make sense as a movie. And also, just read the comic. Sure. <laughs> if they want to make a movie, you know, based on the X-Men, just make up their own stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely read some comics. I'm like, oh, that would make a great film, or sure. you know, it would lend right. itself well to that format or whatever. But it's not like across the board, you know. Right. I, I just, it's not like every character I love, I would, I would want to see in every other form of entertainment. No. It's like I enjoy comic books. Exactly. Like, I grew up reading comic books. Right. I mean, I grew up watching movies too, but I don't know. But you, you get it. I, I totally get it. And also, but, but you know, the the place where I'm coming from here is like. You know, like that kid, you know, who who loves Superman apparently, went to see the Superman movie and hated it. Yeah. But is still telling people to go see it. Right. Just because it's a comic book movie? Yeah. I guess? Yeah, because that's the only movies he ever talks about are comic book movies. Right. So it's not like he's telling me to go see, you know, I don't know, whatever. Right. Seth Rogen movie or whatever. Like, like, in, like, I would understand if, like, because I don't know, but, you know, maybe, maybe he liked Man of Steel. You know, I'm not sure. But, you know, if he liked it and then went to see this movie and hated it, you know, like, he should just say, like, oh, man, it's so bad, you should definitely not waste your time. 
Right. Like, yeah. that's the logical way to approach it. <laughs> right. You know? Uh, or, or my way, which is like, I saw Man of Steel, I didn't like it, I'm not gonna see the sequel, don't waste your time on either of those movies. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Because Warner Brothers doesn't give a fuck whether you hate that movie or not. As long as you pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's made millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. It doesn't matter the fact that it has, like, a 28%, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it's so, made so much money, they're just going to keep going forward with it. Because yeah. people keep seeing it. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it is the logic, like, well, maybe this time it'll be good. It's like the battered wife syndrome. Right. You know, they're like, he, maybe he won't hit me tonight. Exactly. And, and like, I get that with actual comics, because they only cost three bucks a pop. And, you know, out of, you know, on a monthly basis... Yeah, one or two of them is going to stink in a year. Yeah. You know, and you can go back to the next issue. It's like, well, maybe this one will be better. Right. You know? Uh, like like the Mark Wade Daredevils. Like, I read the first issue, I loved it. I read the second issue, and I hated it. And it's like, oh, man, I might just totally give up on this yeah. book. Yeah, me too. And by the third issue, I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. It was just an off issue. Uh, movies take years to make and years between coming out and cost a lot of money. Right. Why? You know, <laughs> if you did not like the first one, don't go see the second one. Yeah, and and they will eventually stop making them. Right? Yeah, the, yeah. It's a supply and demand. As long as you're lapping it up, they'll, right? they'll dish it out. Like uh, the Fantastic Four movie came out last summer. It flopped, failed horribly because nobody went to see it except for like me and my friend Bruce for some reason. <laughs> right. And so from the $20 that they made off of both of us, they decided they're not going to make any more Fantastic Four movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> the people spoke where it counts. With their wallets. Yeah. Hmm. It's a lesson to be learned. Indeed. And no one will listen. Right? That's why they can't afford to buy the new Dan Close book at Mavericks, is because they went and right. watched some terrible movie. They watched a terrible movie, spent... 20 bucks on it to see it in 3D IMAX right. with rumbling seats <laughs> and $50 on a Coke and popcorn. Do they have rumbling seats now? They do. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yep. I think it's like a whole experience. Uh, I think I actually read an article today that it was like, for for this movie in particular, they have rumbling seats. Uh, they pipe in like fog and Are like you kidding misty me? water. What? Yeah. Is it? It's like that scene in a Kentucky Fried movie where it's philovision, kind of. Yeah. Guy, the usher comes out and like gropes you <clears throat> during the sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. Or or in uh, was it Matinee? The the movie with the John oh, Goodman. We, yeah, he had like bugs in the theater. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, like yeah, it's all very William Castle, you know, bullshit gimmick stuff. But wow. yeah, people will apparently pay money to do that. Wow, I don't know why. Huh. I. I don't like it when someone, like, accidentally kicks my chair in the movie theater. Why would I want it to <laughs> right? violently vibrate? I want to go see the next Woody Allen movie with a rumble ah! chair. <laughs> like, well, any anytime there's an affair, your chair rumbles. Right, yeah. Well, that'll make you feel like the little girls that uh, Woody Allen has uh, abused. <laughs> oh, allegedly. Mm. <laughs> mm. For now, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so after after this, do you want to go see the Batman versus Superman? Absolutely, so it's we, my next pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 
<laughs> well, we have to see it. I mean, you know. We're comic nerds. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, they're forcing us. Yeah. They made it. Yep. They did their part. <laughs> well, I'm going to be super honest with you. I actually don't have a movie pick right now. <laughs> All right. I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, it is Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Next week on Gutter Chat. Uh... Okay, so uh, stall. Let me think. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I'll I'll read a passage from the trailer. <laughs> I, I think I think I may have one in mind. Uh, basically because I'm getting it from Netflix like, tomorrow. Okay, so I'll just save it for us. Okay, sure. Uh, the Big Short. The Big Short. The Big Short. Never heard of it. It is a relatively recent movie with uh, Christian Bale, I believe, Steve Carell, and it's it's a comedy about the market crash of 2008. Okay. Huh. When I think comedy, I think Christian Bale. Sure. So why not? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Because otherwise I'd have to maybe go look at it on my DVDs and <laughs> right? figure out what I haven't watched yet. Because I forgot. I actually do like Christian Bale, so yeah. I do as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. He, he was a fine Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. He was all right as Bruce Wayne. He was a fine Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Terrible Batman. Perfect Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's such a great movie. Oh, yeah. Is that like his first movie too? No. Or one of? Oh no! Oh no! He was in like some movie when he was a kid, but yeah, uh, Empire of the Sun. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean that like when he was like Christian Bale though, like when he was like. I think that's the movie that made him Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah, it's definitely the first time I'd ever seen him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he had been an actor long before that though. Newsies was was another mm. big one he was in. I don't know. Uh, Velvet Goldmine. Mm. Did you ever see that? No, really good movie. Yeah. I would, you of all people, I think, would really enjoy that. Really, it's it's a, a fictionalized movie. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, it's a movie, uh, but it's 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 Christian Bale plays a reporter who is investigating the life of a very David Bowie esque figure okay. who disappeared. Uh, like at the at the peak of his David Bowie-ness powers, huh? And, and like he's investigating like what happened to him and all that. And there's uh, Ewan McGregor as a, uh, a an Iggy Pop-esque rock star. Oh wow, really? Who, who okay. uh, had a sexual affair with this David Bowie-esque guy? It's really, really good. Huh? Okay. Incredibly good. Velvet Goldmine. Go see uh, that instead. Then also go see The Big Shorts, which we will be talking about. <laughs> which hopefully is nearly as good. I hope. Uh, I've heard decent things, so yeah. I've never heard of it, so uh, I'm excited. I like I like seeing things I've never heard of. So There we go. All right. Well, thanks again for picking uh, Charlie Chan Hock Chai, one of the best books I've ever read. Not a problem. I hope your pick, your next comic pick, is just as oh, good. Oh, dear Lord. There's no way. I'm going to try to find something so terrible, actually. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that, too. <laughs> if you want to pick another evil Ernie, 
All right. And not read it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> but I did pick a, I just like bought a bunch of like weird old quarter books and stuff the other day. So right. maybe I'll find a run of something. All right. That looks fun. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't go see Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> if you do, sneak into the theater. There you go. Yeah. I, that's a thing I might. Yeah, let's do that. Think about doing. We could do that. I still don't want to see that movie though. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But if I had to, like if, if you forced me at gunpoint that I had to go see Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, I'd go pay for like the revenant. Maybe that's what I'll do when, when I, Go to the theater with my girlfriend if that ha- happens. Maybe right. I'll buy two tickets for something else that's in the same little area. There you go. Maybe that's what I'll do. That, that's what I used to do on my my Saturday sneak arounds. Mm-hmm. I'd go see one movie and then sneak into another one that I didn't want to pay for. Well, we'll probably just see the one. Well, I know but, what you're saying. But yeah. yeah, that's what I used to do. Right. Because yeah. don't have a life and nobody wants to see movies with me. Oh. Well, I'll watch a movie with you next. Okay. Week. Then. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.